Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Con Hour. And today we're going to have a special guest with us who's an indie song singer and songwriter. His name's Marty Ray. And just to let you know before we get started, the Con Hour is not about cons, but basically what we're doing is trying to bring Comic Con panels to you as an individual. And hopefully at the end of the show, you'll be able to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And also, we're going to have specials with patrons where you get special rewards for each uh, every three months. So go ahead and join that if you're interested. And you'll also be able to help decide on special guests that we're actually going to have to pay for eventually. But we do want to bring that to you all. So let's get started today with Marty Ray. Marty Ray, hello. How are you doing today? What's up? Doing great, man. God is good. Well, we know that you're an indie singer and songwriter, so how did you get involved in music? I just came out of the womb singing. <laughs> could always do it. Uh, well, was there anything that really drove you to it? Actually, everything was driving me away from it. It's a, it's a miracle that I ended up in music because I had plenty of people telling me that it was a it was not a way to make money, that you couldn't do it professionally. It was too too hard of a, too competitive of an industry, and it just never would happen. I needed to get a job in a factory or whatever I had to do. And then I had other people telling me I couldn't sing. So there was a lot of things driving me away from music more than driving me to it. So it was kind of like a God just wanted me to do it. That's, that's the only way I can explain it. Because fast forward years and years later, after that, um, Hold on, I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep talking, but somebody's walking up to my house. And I'm trying to. <laughs> well, with all that going on, uh, uh, sir, I'm sorry. You have to excuse me for just a second. Okay, be on hold for a moment here. Well, while we're waiting on him to get on it. How about y'all? Are y'all going to have any questions for him? Or what do y'all have? Anything? And don't forget, please also join my group. We'll be able to get that. That is actually at the Con Hour on Facebook. Great place to get these shows live. And hopefully he'll return shortly. Has somebody walking up to him. Let's see if I can find a post here. But also to let you all know what might be coming up next week, I have Degacom, which looking forward to speaking with them. They're going to be having their first ever Comic-Con in Dayton, Texas. There's going to be some special stuff that we'll be talking about on next week's episode. Hopefully, I'll be able to really enjoy that. Right there's Marty Ray. 
and let me see if I can find this. And here we go. Get something going for y'all while we're waiting. This could be a few minutes. Yeah, here we go. see movement oh man i am so sorry <laughs> that's okay I literally, I literally had somebody walking up to my house that i, th I thought they were going they, they didn't have a car or nothing that i thought they were going through my packages on my porch and i was like what in the world's going on here oh, anyway wow. yeah anyway <laughs> i'm sorry about that i know this is live for the first hour so that's kind of awkward but that don't typically happen. Uh, anyway, what was your, well, what was your the, question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, sir. How oh. <laughs> well, that, this is definitely a first for our show, even though we've only had two episodes and an introduction episode. But Well, hey, I'm glad that I get to be the most memorable episode of all then. <laughs> well, like I said, your involvement sure you, in music. I'm sure you can cut that out, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Leave it in. Uh, but your involvement in music and how you yes. got into it. That's what it was. Yeah, so then if you, I had all those people telling me that it was a pipe dream, that it wasn't something that I should do or could do. And I, so for many years, I didn't even think it was a possibility and I didn't even, wasn't even going to try to do, go after it. And then in 2005, I got an Apple MacBook and on that Apple MacBook, it had a, uh, a garage band. This uh, it's a software where you record yourself. And I started just loading that up and recording myself and I thought this is pretty cool I don't even have to go to a studio to record myself so I got with my cousin we he had, he he'd already had a uh, condenser mic because he had been recording some stuff so then we were working on a song at the church we used the pastor's office as a vocal booth and I wanted to get something done I said just pick a song that I don't know that that I haven't haven't heard and he picked a great speckled bird. I had never heard anybody sing that. So that was really the first time I'd ever really heard my own voice. And God showed me my own voice. And uh, after that, I posted a video. A lot of people seemed to like it. And I said, you know what? If it's what you want me to do, Lord, and I'm going to keep making videos and you, you bring the fruit to it. And that's exactly how it's been from that day forward. Everything that I've done, I put forth the effort and God honors the effort and, 
That's all. That's the only tricks I know. Literally. Well, I've also seen that you actually do write your own music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Been writing since I was 12. I wrote my first song when I was 12 years old. My, my brother's friend was playing the piano, and I just started singing. And he said, what song was that you were singing? I said, I'm just making that up. He goes, oh, we need to write that. So we wrote it. And I always say if I could get a hold of that song today, I'd have my first platinum hit. <laughs> but I don't even know what the song was nor what it was about. Uh, so do you have demos where people can purchase that from you or is it just everything on YouTube right now? No, I definitely have. I, I've released three albums, three full albums. Well, and two, we're, full, two full albums, one EP, and I got a new, new album on the way coming this year. And where would they be able to get those? Anywhere music's consumed. It's there. <laughs> oh, well, on the writing part, do you find it difficult or easy or, I mean, does it come naturally to you? The melody and lyrics come naturally. That's something I've never learned. And I don't even know if I'm good at it, but some people seem to like what I do. So I've not won any awards as far as big time stuff. I've won a few independent awards with my songs, but as far as having number one hits and things like that, I've never had that. So I can't say that I have a resume that says, hey, look at me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great songwriter in that regard, but I enjoy what I do. And that is, uh, you know, that's the first important thing is if you enjoy it. So I enjoy it. And there's other people that enjoy some of the songs that I make. And so I, to me, that makes me successful. And I like that. But, yeah, the lyrics and melody come naturally. The music, not so much as far as playing it. When I get into a studio, if I have some talented musicians like C.J. Wilder, who works with me a lot, I can tell them exactly what I want to hear, um, and they can play it. So any all my tracks, I, I'm the one that produced those tracks, meaning I was in the studio telling each musician exactly how I wanted to hear it. So, Well, not many people have actually had the experience of being in a studio. I actually have in the it's very quite interesting. Can you tell the people what your experience of being in the studio is? Yeah, I'm actually, I love the first, my favorite part about music is uh, actually being in the studio. That's, that's the truth in my, in my case, some people don't like it, but that's my favorite part. Cause I get to actually bring my, uh, bring my tracks to life and I get to see them come to life like Frankenstein, you know, this, it had the bones of it and had the idea of it and had a bunch of voice memos in the, the phone of it. But then I go into the studio, I got these bad musicians in there and I got the the engineer there and I say, I want to do this and I want to do that and that. And then it comes together and it looks so it's, it sounds so beautiful. So to me, well, I know from my experience, I mean, I was in a room by myself, but it was more for voice acting but for you they actually this was back in the 90s but do they still separate the musician from the instruments you you talking about like a vocal booth the, the singer from the instruments yes they definitely do that yeah but if, if you're going if you're tracking live if you're all going down at the same time most people don't do that i do that 
So, but I have the way our studio is. I'm in a I'm in a vocal booth, but I can see all the players. I can see them. They can see me, even though I'm in a glass vocal booth. But uh, most people don't. Most people just record a scratch vocal in the actual control room while the musicians are going down getting the music done. Then later, after the music is done, they go into the booth solo and do it just to the track that was created. But I don't do that. I go down live. Most of the most of the songs you hear on my album are actually live all together. The band went down together. Well, the other thing that I know during this time of pandemic, things have been hard, but you were actually able to do a show, I think last month in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Florida's open. So I'll probably be going back there a lot. <laughs> have you had anything else come up for shows that where you might be going soon or? Yeah, well, we've always done the majority of what we've done in live shows has always been private shows and events. That's what we've done the majority of. So those are starting to pick back up now, come back around, and which is a blessing. But as far as live public shows, I've not really done too many of those in my entire career because I hate selling tickets. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just I, I don't want to. Even if I get my money up front, which has happened many times, they'll get, they'll pay me up front. Then it's their job to sell the tickets, which it actually is their job, the venue's job to sell the tickets. But if if enough tickets don't get sold, then I feel bad. You know, I feel bad that I didn't sell enough tickets for them. So I don't like that whole thing. Private parties are good because you got a built-in audience. The audience is there, and that's all it's supposed to be there. Same with an event. The people that are there, it's all you. You didn't have any. It was not your job to bring any of those people there. So I enjoy that better with that. It's a lot less more. It's a lot less stress. Put it that way. Well, the other thing is let's go into stereotypes because I've actually seen this. People are thinking you're from Nashville. You got the long beard. You got the hat on. Uh, you're going to be singing bluegrass or country, but you actually do more than just bluegrass or country. You have a wide variety. Yeah, you know, it's funny because everybody, no matter what I sing, I'll get a few comments to say, I never would have thought I'd like this country. Because they say, I don't even listen to country, but I like this. And I'm, I always, sometimes I'll reply and say, you still don't know if you like country because I ain't singing this country. Like they'll say it about Ice Ice Baby or One Day, No Woman, No Cry, things like that. And it's, I'm not doing those country. They just think it's country because there's an acoustic guitar and a fat bearded man. That's what they think. But yeah, I, I do know the stereotype well. Being in Texas, got the beard. I live out in the country. Oh, it's definitely gonna be country. But like, I'm an author, so they're gonna think, "Oh, you just write westerns." No, I write fantasy fiction. Yes, I do have westerns, mm -hmm. but I got a wide variety of range. Right on. And that's Where can like I get you. Your books? What's that? Where can I get your books? I, you can actually get them on Etsy or you can actually get them through me and then I can ship them to you. So they ain't on Amazon yet? Oh, they're on Amazon. But if you want them signed, you'd have to go through me. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Right on. <laughs> but yeah, all my books are on Amazon. You can actually order them at Barnes and Noble as well if you wanted to, if you go right to the on. store. How long have you been doing that? Writing? Uh, I've been writing for 
oh, what, five years now? I think five, maybe six. Got three awards. My first three one awards. was for book cover of the year and then book cover of the month. And then I got Best Young Adult Western in Texas. Right on, man. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. But with more of the music going on, uh, I know music is a big part of people's lives. Do you do it for inspiration? Do you try to do it to inspire people? Well, the main goal is to just do, to, to be doing what the Lord put me here to do. And I think that I'm finally doing that now. And, but I need to make money too. So <laughs> I'm not going to be one of these people that says, Oh, it's just, I just do it for the art, for the love of music. Cause that's not the truth. I, I do it because I do it because, um, first it starts, it starts with a love of music. I still love music, but, and I want to move and I want to move people and help people. I actually pray every day that, that, that God will use the gifts he gave me to, to help people, uh, to be a battle depression or whatever fear, anxiety, worry, whatever they're dealing with. But people think that once you, people think that you can do this for free and still do it full time. You can't do it. It's impossible. So you have to make you have to make a living. So you have to sell music. You have to get your streams. You have to sell merchandise. That's why we have merchandise, you know, martyrayproject.com. But you have to make money somehow. And, I, and it's funny because any any music I've ever loved, I was willing to spend money on. Because if, if something moves you, you know, people, people will pay for a waiter. They'll give a tip to a waiter for bringing their food or they'll give a, They'll pay for a psychiatrist or a doctor or whatever, but then when music, what they, they'll, they'll say, man, this song right here saved my life or this done this, this song right here, it lifts me up when I'm down is that should be worth something. You know what I mean? If, if all the other things are worth something. So definitely it's like they pay monthly for iTunes. So right. you're actually paying for the music. And mm -hmm. then part of that goes to the artist. If I'm, if it's anything like Amazon, it's yeah. like, we don't, we don't get the full amount, but we do get a portion. Yeah, part of it. Part of the streaming thing does come to the artist. It's not much, but is it's it, something. Is it like for an author, like if they do Kindle Unlimited and they can read our books for free, what they call free, but they pay monthly, we get paid a very little amount per page. Do y'all get paid like per minute of the song i don't think so I, it, it just goes by stream so if it counts as a stream it, it gives me my my percentage okay so that's how that works for anybody that's interested in, in getting into that so they have an idea mm -hmm. but like you said your music's your love and your passion what about putting emotion into a song how difficult is that if you feel the song, it's not difficult at all. Right? I feel if I do a song, it don't matter. It can be Baby Shark. I'll sing it to where I feel it in some way. It'll it'll get me emotional in some way, whether it's uh, you know tearing up or feeling sad or feeling you know a little angry, a little uh, or happy or even comedy like laughing. So the songs the songs I do make me when I do them the way that I do them. They make they make me feel something or I wouldn't do them. 
Well, here, here's a question for you, because it's been actually going around the internet for everybody, or at least Facebook anyway. What is the song that you, if you hear it come on the radio, that you just have to turn it up, crank it up? Well, I don't really listen to radio anymore. <laughs> I haven't listened to terrestrial radio in a long time. I mean, I can't even tell you when I last time I listened to terrestrial radio, but if I did and, and at some Al Green came on or something, you know, I'd definitely love and happiness. Um, let's stay together. You know, these type of songs I got to listen to, uh, Keith Whitley. I'm going to listen to him. If he comes on, uh, Charlie Daniels, BB King, Elvis, I'm, I'm going to crank a little Elvis up. If he comes on, there's just several people, you know what I mean? I don't, but as far as one song, of course, if my own song came on, I cranked that up. <laughs> let, let that roll out if you heard it on the radio i bet you'd be extremely excited i would i would i think that's very special now most of the people i think you do have a lot of stuff on youtube yep and going to facebook where can they find you on facebook and on youtube you can find me anywhere that there are there's a social media or music or streaming or anywhere that there's anything to act to interact with online it's it's going to be at marty ray project and then my website is martyrayproject.com i even have a, a podcast called the marty ray project chats so i'm everywhere yeah uh, well have you ever have you ever thought about going to conventions like Comic Cons if they were to invite you? How would you present 100%, yourself? I'd go. Sure, I'd go. Because I, I know they bring in wrestlers and artists and actors. Have you ever looked into music conventions? No, I ain't ever looked into a music convention. I've definitely have played several festivals. Uh, as far as a music convention, I don't know if they're the, I don't know if they're ran the same way as Comic Cons. I have been to a couple of Comic Cons actually back in the day. I used to have a channel on YouTube where I would unbox, I would do unboxing and stuff like that. And we used to get these boxes in that was like Marvel and DC and whatnot. And because that was the channel's content, we were going to these Comic Cons, but it was mainly. I think I went to one in Mississippi near Oxford and I went to the Memphis Memphis Comic Con a couple of times. So, but as far as that, that's about the extent of my Comic Cons. But yeah, I would go. If they asked me to come, I'm going to come. Especially if they're paying. <laughs> uh, well, that's up to the coordinators. But if What's one piece of advice that you would like to give people who are interested in getting into music? And in writing. Uh, we may have lost. Well, everybody, he's either he lost stream or I lost stream, one or the other.
anyway, just to let y'all know, I will be hosting Degacom next Saturday, April 17th. Hope to see y'all there. That will be at 10 a.m. We are changing our times from 1 p.m. to 10 a.m. Yep, we definitely lost him. And you will also be able to see me in July at Comic Conroe. And I do hope to see y'all there. Anyway, I hope y'all enjoyed today's show. Maybe we'll get them back. But until then, y'all have a wonderful day.